Hello, you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's interview podcast. My guest this week is Carlo Garcia, who is a working actor and director and producing director for Mary Archie Theater. Hello, Carlo. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us about how and why you picked Adam Rapp's Red Light Winter uh, as your next production for Mary Archie Theater. Yeah, I'm currently directing uh, Red Light Winter. Uh, we open on Thursday. Uh, the reason why I picked it, it's I, I was really drawn to Adam Rapp's, um, his, his dialogue. The, the way he writes his characters is really interesting. I mean, it's a very post, um, post 9-11 play, very modern play, and it's a very real play, and it, and it, uh, it, it does a really good job of highlighting the reasons why we're attracted to the wrong people or, 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 or we make the wrong choices, and, you know, everybody in the, every character in the play has their own flaws. And, you know, they've made poor decisions in their lives that affected, you know, the way they are right now and, 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 and whatnot. And I just think it's a really, um, it's a, it's a play that speaks to my generation for sure. Uh, but also, you know, uh, it, it has this very, um, real and, and seductive quality to it, you know, outside of the, the, the sexual element to the play. It just has this very, um, alluring quality to it that I just really was drawn to and wanted to direct it. Okay, and it and it sure fits in with uh, what Mary Archie does, because I always tell people, if you want to know what Chicago theater style really is, just come see a Mary Archie play. <laughs> it's true. We, we we are drawn to, like, the gritty and the seductive and, you know, people who are uh, the, the exiles, the, whether they're personal exiles or they're exiles for other reasons, um, you know, it's the, uh, the outsiders. Yeah, and of course it takes fearless actors to to do shows like that. Oh, they, and I've got a group. I've got three really fearless actors. You know, they're not afraid of you know the sexual um, elements in the show. They're not afraid of the nudity, the language. I mean, they're really going out there. They're taking risks, and I, I'm really proud of the cast. And I think they're they're just going to put in some really fine performances. So tell us a little more to to uh, give an incentive for folks to come see the play. Because first of all, this was uh, a Pulitzer nominated play, if I if I remember correctly. That is correct. It was a uh, uh, Pulitzer nominated, and it won it won Obies in New York. Um, it's just uh, it takes place in uh, the the first act takes place in Amsterdam. Um, it's two college roommates, Matt and Davis, um, and they and they go to Amsterdam kind of for different reasons. You know, Davis goes there to kind of relive his glory days of college. Um, you know, he's on the cusp of being married, and uh, his friend Matt, who's a, a budding playwright. Um, who's kind of a bit socially awkward, but not, not really a, a nerd per se. He's just a little, little awkward, uh, socially. Um, they go and they, they take in the sights and sounds of Paris and then they get, they end up in Amsterdam, um, in the red light district. And, you know, they're, they're taking in, they're taking in the drugs. They're doing the, you know, the, the, the red light windows. And, uh, they, um, Davis brings back a, uh, a very lovely uh, prostitute named Christina to the their hostel room um, as a way to break Matt out of his shell, and um, I don't think they really know what, knew what to expect when they when they met Christina. Isn't uh, uh, not Matt is the sympath, more sympathetic character, and the other guy is kind of a nasty character, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he 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 comes off as a bit uh, a bit dickish uh, or macho. I mean, he's definitely an alpha male, but he's also, I, 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 the way that I see it, I, I, don't, I don't think they are one type. You know, they're not stereotypes. 
Um, while he is kind of an alpha male, he, he's also kind of dorky in his own in his own way. Some of the things he says and some of the things he does are just a little bit like uh, a little bit dorky, um, if you know, from an outside eye. And then Matt, you know, while he is a little bit socially uh, inept, uh, you know, kind of bookish or nerdy, he does have a, a, a very deep passion, and he's a very talented writer. You know, so I think they have their, their they have their their pluses and their minuses. I mean, to, to to write them off as nerd and jock would be, uh, I think, would be a fault. Yeah, and in typical of Adam Rapp's characters, because he usually he has well developed characters in his shows. Right, and they do. They both have a very strong sense of pathos. Um, you know, there's 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 sympathy and there's empathy with both characters. So while 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 they you know they just re, re exist in different you know different uh, spectrums. And they get surprised by the prostitute, don't they? And they do, yeah. Um, and the story, the story is basically a uh, a dual unrequited love story. You know, a, a love triangle that never really gets completed because none of the points will actually intersect. Well, that makes for high drama. <laughs> yeah, is... it, it does make for uh, it does make for some. Uh, and tell us who your cast members are, because I, I know you got some top people in this show. Yeah, uh, Davis is played by Derek Garner, and Matt is played by Daniel Barrent. Um, they're both company members with Mary Archie. And then Christina uh, is, uh, is Sasa Giopo, uh, just a very lovely, talented actress who's uh, working with us for the first time. Oh, because, yeah, I don't know her. Yeah, she's really wonderful. Uh, did you see Festin? Pardon? Did you Did you see Festin at Steep? Oh yes, yes. She, was, uh, she has she has uh, red hair. She played the. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. She's very good. Yeah. That was, yeah, she's very lovely. Well, that's ter that's terrific. So you sounds like you're you're kind of excited about this play. <laughs> I'm very excited about this play. It's uh, you know, kind of seeing the work that that these guys are putting into the show has really inspired me a lot more, and it's it's drawn me into the script more. I've, I've been I've been finding new things into in, in it that have just been more appealing to me and. And uh, we've been doing the we've been doing the tech right now, so we have all the design elements going. And uh, the, the set is just amazing, and the lights and the and the sound is just going to be incredible. And I uh, I'm really excited about this play. I think it's really going to come together and be just a wonderful production. And it opens November 10th. It opens November 10th. Correct? And uh, you you call Mary Archie's an upstairs theater. You call it Angel Island. So tell us uh, about yeah. that. Uh, it's at 735 West Sheridan Road, which is one block south of Irving Park at Broadway, right in Lakeview, just around the corner from Straw Dog. Yeah, around from Straw Dog, on the, on the second floor, right next to the liquor store. <laughs> right above the liquor store, yeah. yeah. B-Y-O-B, so you can bring your own drinks in. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a unique place, and, and I'm sure you're, you're going to have a nice gritty set, because you guys are also known for some of the wild sets. Yeah, and we've actually, this set is... Uh, Probably the one, one of the most, um, uh, it's a very extensive set. And, uh, considering our turnaround time was about seven days, because we just closed Riff Rap on the 30th and struck the set for that. And we had seven days to put this set up and wow. we're nearing, we're nearing completion. It's probably the quickest turnaround we've had. And that's amazing because Mary the, Archie, but the set for Riff Rap was, it would take seven days to clean it up. <laughs> Actually, it only took us about two hours to clean it up. But yeah, it it definitely was one of those uh one of those very uh, uh you know. So let's just, talk about you a little bit. What makes a young uh, equity actor who's been doing film and has been doing some really terrific work all of a sudden get bit by the director's bug? 
Um, the first show that I directed was uh, in 2006, actually, um, and it was at Mary Archie. It was Our Bad Magnet, and it was, again, one of those plays that I found in a, in a, in a bookstore in Portland, and I read it all in one sitting, and it was just one of those plays that really spoke to me, and I, I brought it to the theater, and, 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 and Mary Archie is one of those places. I've been a company member since 2005. It's one of those places where I've, I've been able to uh, get a, a, a boost from from the uh, previous producing director, Hans Fleischman, and from Rich, to, you know, artistically to get a little bit of freedom in terms of, like, what I want to do, whether it's acting or directing, and it's definitely become an artistic home for me. So the, the ability to direct the plays that I want to do in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a historical, you know, theater company is just uh, an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. Um, and it also, I, I feel like directing also helps me as an actor because I get to see the other side of it, and it allows me to to work on my, uh, you know, um, script analysis and, and, and breaking down characters and, 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 and it allows me to see what the director sees and, and opens me up as a... As a well, I definitely a, think that being a, an actor helps the director. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and uh, so who are some of your influences? Because uh, you, you've been in plays with some pretty strong directors. Um, yeah, David Cromer's definitely a big influence on me. Um, Kevin Christopher Cox is another uh, directorial influence. Um, and uh, I mean, those are the those are the major two. Uh, but I've also worked with some other great directors like Julianne Eyre and um, and Lisa Cortez and um, uh, uh, Greg Allen from uh, um, the Neo Futurists. I mean, he's a, he's another influence for me. He's just a really great director. Uh, but yeah, but David Cromer is definitely up high on the list. The first show that I did in Chicago um, at Mary Archie was with David Cromer um, back in two thousand four, and that was just an amazing experience. Yeah, and uh, recently you were in that absolutely wild cherry wood. It's a cast of thousands. Yeah, it was a cast of forty nine. That's that the was... mo- that's the only show I've ever seen where there were more actors in the show than there were seats for <laughs> patrons to see the show. Yeah, that was that was definitely breaking fire codes. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we uh, you could say we, that we, now. We, we cram we cram as many seats as we can. But yeah, that was one of those that was one of those rare opportunities where. You know, we were able to piggyback off of David Cromer being in town, and it was a play that he was really interested in and wanted directed, and it was very open-ended. And he really wanted he wanted to originally cast a hundred actors in that show, and I was like, okay, well, let's try it. And then uh, we called in probably we saw about close to three hundred Chicago actors. They're all really great actors, and we we ended up deciding to cast fifty, and then one of them dropped out because he was equity. So um, it was just one of those really rare experiences, and that was just such a wild bender of a ride. Yeah, it, it was wild. That's that's for sure. And it just showed, you know, the guts that you guys have. That you guys will try anything if it if you think it's artistically worthy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I remember you as an actor in that play at the Goodman. Oh, Hell No Galar. Yeah, that was that was an interesting. Is that was that your first uh, Equity uh, production? Yeah, that was my first Equity production. Um, uh, I've been acting uh, in the non-equity realm for about seven years in Chicago, and I've I've kind of turned down some equity stuff just because I wasn't ready to to you know cross over into the union world, and I wanted to keep myself you know open to you know all, there's so much non-equity work in Chicago, so it's it's really easy to work as a non-equity actor, and um, you know finding the union work is a little bit more difficult. It it, it presents its challenges. It's not impossible. Uh, because I've been doing some uh, readings here and there, and I got some big auditions coming up. Uh, it's definitely not impossible. It's just one of those things where I wasn't—I didn't feel like I was artistically ready to join the union 
until recently. So well, you were you were terrific in that show. You had a, oh, thanks, Tom. Yeah, and you had a very big part in that in that show. But some of the other things that I saw you do, uh, uh, how to disappear completely, and beggars in the house of plenty, and buried child. Those are, those are different spectrum of shows. Oh yeah, and that, that's one of the great things about you know being artistic, uh, uh, having an artistic home like Mary Archie. I'm able to, you know, those are those are. Two of those plays were places I really wanted to do, and having the ability to to go in there and and work outside of you know what people typically see me as, uh, you know, I, I I tend to get called in for a lot of Hispanic roles. Um, yeah, and, well, the name doesn't hurt. Yeah, the name doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so to to be able to kind of work outside of uh, out of that spe- out of that, that that casting spectrum and play, and play a you know a, a British advertising agent. Who's on the brink of a you know mental breakdown? I think well, I think uh, you've done that successfully. That uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, because unfortunately, there's some really good Latino actors in town who that's all they get is the Latino roles, and I know there a lot of them were killing to do something else, but they just don't yeah. get the opportunity to. It's true. It's very true. And I, I've been blessed uh, the fact that I've had you know six uh, six good years with Mary Archie and, and being able to um, you know work outside that that casting spectrum. Well, let me ask you: Do you speak Spanish? I speak a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, <laughs> I've got probably like a high school equivalency in Spanish. Okay. But, uh, but that's cool. So you get you get to do both uh, worlds. Uh, have you done any Shakespeare or any of the any of the classics? You know, it's been a while since I've uh, I've done any Shakespeare. I did some Shakespeare in college. I do like it. Um, it's, it, it presents its, its own challenges in and of itself. Um, yeah, I recently just auditioned for the Oregon Shakespeare. Um, uh, a couple months ago, and uh, you know, it's definitely something I would, I would, I would love to do. It's just, it's, I'm not as experienced in it as, uh, you know. Well, we have others. a great Shakespeare company in, in in this town, and I'm sure you'll get your opportunity for that. Oh yeah, I got my fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, so now, I've got to ask you about Living Philanthropic. I know that's an organization that's dear to your heart. Tell us about that because I've seen that on on your credits and and. Uh, uh, so I, I just know I had to ask you about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in April of 2010, I started this online blog called uh, Living Philanthropic, which uh, cataloged my mission to give to 365 uh, charitable organizations in a year. So I gave to a different organization every day for a year. Um, you personally? Me personally, out of my own pocket. Uh, the, 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 and the, the major... Uh, factor why I did it was because it was to inspire um, micro donations. People who say they don't have a lot of money, um, but they they, they want to give to encourage them and empower them to to donate. You know, five dollars or or ten dollars or even a dollar if that's all if that's all they can afford, uh, and 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 show that them that there's a, there's a power in numbers. You know, those, those smaller donations, especially for smaller organizations, can really make a difference if if everybody you know. What got you to do that? What uh, to, to to start this? I mean, it, you know, I I think I think a lot of it stemmed from my work um, in the nonprofit world of uh, working with like Mary Archie and other theater companies, and 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 they they have a lot of challenges uh, presented to them when they're raising funds. You know, a lot of a lot of funds go towards more of the social um, or charitable organizations, and you know, sometimes you you run into people who you know you ask them for a donation, and they're like, well, oh, I don't really have that much to give. You know, I only have five dollars, and then they end up don't giving anything. Um, but if they were to give that five dollars, they could make you know uh, they could make a little ripple and in, in a nonprofit's pool, which you know if we all threw that five dollars in, then it becomes a huge wave. 
And, yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, how successful have you been at this? this well, um, for the first year, I donated about forty-two hundred dollars of my own money. Um, Good for you. And they, I know they, that's a fortune for for actors in town. Oh yeah, that's that's probably about an actor's salary if they're successful uh, in one year. That's probably most most actors probably make about five thousand dollars a year if they're lucky, uh, just from acting work. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of that. That was. But what was most inspiring for me was the amount of people who who were donating uh, because they were inspired by what I was doing. So. Uh, I started keeping a, a running tally of the donations made by other people to the organizations that I featured or organizations that they wanted to contribute to. And those donations for the first year uh, 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 came to about 15000 actually about 15, a little over $15,000. So How many by, different uh, charities? All different charities, yeah. So the combined impact for like the year one was about twenty grand. Wow, and give me an idea how many donors you have. Um, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's numerous. I mean, there, there are people in, in Australia and Canada and, and Mexico. Oh, it's like worldwide. All, Very yeah, good. it was all over the world. Um, it got a lot of press, um, uh, like Yahoo, MSN. Well, how does the uh, money uh, transfer? Do, does it go through it you guys? Through, it, no, it goes directly to, it goes directly to the organizations. We don't, we don't take any money in. I just, I, I, I make my donation. I tell people where they can make their donation. I've used, um, some fundraising platforms like CrowdRise to raise money, but the, all that money goes directly to the uh, the nonprofit organization. Um, That's good. So there's no yeah. you're not uh, you're not taking a big chunk out of it like some. No, I'm people. not. No, that's not the, that's not the point. The point is to help these organizations fundraise. Um, well, that's a know. great idea, and I hope you're. I know you're totally committed to that, and that's you're to be commended for uh, for that. Uh, well, thank you. Well, it, it's it's definitely one. It's very important. Very yeah. important to me. Yeah, because uh, and and it's it's good f- to to show that everybody can help. Yeah, even if you don't have a lot of money. Uh, and there are, I mean, uh, Obama and other uh, politicians uh, have started th- things like that, and and uh, it certainly helped them. Uh, the, like the girl that got uh, Bank of America to drop those five dollar fees, just just started out. And, in yes. numbers, she got three hundred thousand people to, I guess, ready to drop their account. So, yeah, that's, that's just that's, that's like just one 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 of the ways that we can we can all kind of you know take a take a stand and for something. Yeah, uh, uh, ha, has there been an impact on Mary Archie and some of the other theater companies through through uh, Living Philanthropic? Um, I'm not sure. I, I feel like there's there's probably been a little residual, um, you know, overflow. Into into those organizations, uh, but you know, the the point the point is really that people find the, the the charities and the nonprofits that speak to them, because I think I think uh, charitable giving is a very personal thing. It's very uh, it's one of those um, those activities that you're gonna you're you're more inclined to to donate to an organization that supports or or works towards an issue that that has affected you personally or yeah or, I agree you know, I agree you know, and it's for, great that that. Uh, you, you guys are are promoting this, but not doing like some of the big charities that take thirty and forty percent. Yeah, that's out of the money donated, and that, that just drives me crazy. You that's know? not the that's not the point. That's yeah. not the point. Yeah. Well, that's great. So now tell us uh, some of the shows that uh, Mary Archie has coming up uh, after Red Light Winter, which I folks you got to get out and see this play. I have I've seen other productions of it in. And I know you guys will do a real, real stronger. It's a great piece of theater. Oh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be superb. 
And it, it really runs, is. Oh, what, uh, Thursday? Uh, Thursday through Sunday. Uh, what time? Uh, 7, uh, 7, 7 p.m. on Sunday and Thursday through Saturday at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. Uh, and it runs till December 18th from what I've seen. Correct. So if you're tired of all those sweet and salty uh, Christmas shows, you can come see some real in-your-face Chicago theater. Yeah, if you really want to see a provocative, sexy Christmas show, come see Red Light Winter. I mean, it's got winter in the title. Yeah, that's true. It does. Uh, <laughs> so, what, what else up. do you guys have coming up at uh, at Mary Archie? Uh, in uh, February, we're opening uh, Superior Donuts by Tracy Letts. Oh, terrific! Uh, I, I know Rich was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in. He was uh, understudy at um at the, during the Steppenwolf production, and then he went and did it in uh, Washington D.C. Um, he, he did the uh the 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 role of Arthur, and and he's gonna he's gonna do it here in Chicago at Mary Archie. Uh, we have Matthew Miller. Um, directing it, he just—he's uh, worked with—he's um, with Pine Box. Oh yeah, I know uh, he's a terrific director. He's a really great director. He directed Graceland. He directed uh, A Girl with the Sun in Her Eyes. Uh, just really, really great, great director. Yeah, very we're excited. Good. We're excited to have him. We just—we got—we uh, got most of the show cast already. Um, we're we're just uh, doing some callbacks for uh, for one of the uh, for a couple of the roles just to make sure we get the right person. Well, that's. You know, a lot of people didn't see that show, and and I thought it was terrific the first time. Or again, you guys have good judgment on material. How how do you, as a theater company, uh, how do you arrive at what shows to do? I know you had said you were able to do shows you wanted to do. Is it right. up to the individual director? How does how does it work for your company? Yeah, it really it really depends. Um, a lot of the times, you know, the company members will bring stuff to the table. Um, you know, we kind of have an open forum in terms of like what we're going to do. Um, so we'll do a lot of play readings. We'll, we'll we'll go out there. We'll search for for new plays. We'll search for plays that you know we like. We, we'll do a we'll do an informal reading in house. You know, just for the company members to hear the play out loud. And then we from those plays that we read, we decide how we're going to piece together the season. Um, and you know, this season just came. It was able, we were able to pull together four shows for this season. And uh, I'm I'm really excited. I, I feel like um, uh, we've done a really good job in terms of of planning everything and. And uh, you know, being able to do these do these four shows, you know, kind of back to back to back to back. So you guys uh, arrive at a consensus on on the shows you want to do, and then how are directors uh, picked then? Um, if there if there's a person who who who's brought the the play to the table and wants to direct it, um, that that person will have the opportunity to direct it. Um, sometimes we'll we'll bring we'll we'll um, just do an in in house director. And if that doesn't work, or if we want to, we want to bring out, bring in an outside voice, then we'll we'll start, we'll interview uh, directors for the project, like we did interviews for Superior Donuts. Who's directing that? Matt uh, Miller, right? Yeah, Matt Matt Miller, right? Yeah, oh, he's, he'll do a terrific job with that, I'm sure. Um, so, what about you now? What what do you have uh, coming up a- after you land this baby on, uh, <laughs> on Thursday? Yeah, I, I get a little bit of breathing room, um, and then I'm I, I got a couple readings. And a couple workshops uh, coming up, and then I got a couple really big auditions in the next uh, in the next three weeks. So I'm preparing for those. I, I don't really want to talk no. too much about them. No, until no, I, no. Yeah, and I never want to hear. But but I'll tell you, every time I I say I, maybe I'm your, I hope I'm your good luck. Often I say to people, "What do you got going?" Well, I got auditions, but I don't have anything. And then a few days later, or a week or so later, I get a press release, and there the name is. There's the name. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's hope that works uh, for you. Uh, so tell us some of the things you'd like to do 
I know uh, you know you're you're a successful director and, and actor and you're a young guy with lots of energy. Uh, what are some of the roles or some of the things you'd like to either act in or direct? Uh, like for uh, like uh, fantasy roles? <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, the things you would if you could wave a magic wand and cast yourself. Uh, if I and could, I ask this of everybody, by the way. So. <laughs> no problem. If I could, you know, one of these days, I, I would love to play uh, Andre and Three Sisters. Um, I just really love that that play. Um, it's one of my See, favorites. That's a good role. Um, uh, some other ones. I, I'm, I'm, I love Shepard. I would love to to do True West. Um, I did it. I did it in college, but you know that was, you know that really doesn't count in my opinion because uh, it was I was so green at that time. Um, um, there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, shows that I love to direct, I, um, I'd love to direct the the Pillow Man. I read that when it, when it first got published. I read that play, and I just I was so drawn to it. And then a couple of years later, Steppenwolf did it, and I thought they just did an amazing job with it. Um, and then I saw the the Kimberly Senior directed one. She's a great director too. Yes, she uh, is. I saw the Kimberly Senior one at Red Twist. I just I just love that play. I think it's such a you know, Which it, role would you, if you were an actor, if you were to cast yourself in it, what role would you play? Uh, you know, I just that's a hard. I don't know if I'm. I'm yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would. I would. I don't know if I would cast myself in it. <laughs> okay. Um, but you, you certainly I, have I, a vision I, I, for yeah, it. I would. I would definitely like to direct it at some point, maybe down in the future. Well, in a few <laughs> years, you know, it'll be time to do that again. Right. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Red Light Winter, uh, the last production I saw of it, I think was 07. I think Chris yeah. Arnold directed it. Yeah, Chris Arnold directed it. Uh, he's, he's an ISU alum. Uh, we worked together in the past. Yeah, he did a nice job with, with that play. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what what, uh, what you do with it. And, and I'm sure you guys will. It, it seems like good plays get better each time they're they're done. Yeah, that's that's the hope. I mean, or at least it gets a different it gets a different perspective and a different interpretation of it. And you know, um, I, I I really like seeing multiple productions of plays because the points of view the points of views change. And and you know, I, I thought there was a there's a clear difference between uh, Pillman, for example, between a Steppenwolf production and the Red Twist production. You know, in terms of in terms of design and interpretation. And, yeah, a lot of people thought know, the Red Twist was was stronger because the way Kimberly staged it in that real intimate. Yeah, it was very intimate. Yeah, you know? it was like right. You were like right there. I mean, I think I I brushed knees with one of the actors. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like it. It was definitely a very you know you're not allowed to uh, you're not allowed to escape from it. You know. Yeah, so there in your face. And that's what I think uh, you guys do so very well at at Mary Archie too is. The, the intimacy of everything. I mean, what is your furthest seat away? Is what six rows or? 20 yeah, feet it's uh, it's it's not it's not that far away. It's like twenty feet, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been great, and uh, I'm really looking forward to to seeing Red Light Winter, and and uh, I think you may have one of the few alternatives to the standard Christmas shows, which is which is great scheduling on your part. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's more the the adult Christmas, you know. For, it's, for, it's definitely for adults. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not it's not a children's show. No, it's not a children's show. So, but that's <laughs> all right because there's yeah, plenty of those around. There are plenty of those. Well, thanks for the interview, and folks, go see a play this week.